Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, March 21st. U.S. officials say they're watching the leaders of Russia and China very closely as they both push back against America's influence around the world. Chinese President Xi Jinping is in Moscow for a three-day visit with Russian President Vladimir Putin as China tries to present itself as a neutral peace mediator in the Ukraine-Russian conflict. As you might imagine, Western and U.S. officials are watching this meeting of two global adversaries to the West very, very warily. China is a topic that actually unifies Democrats and Republicans in Washington. It's sort of a unified adversary where partisan politics doesn't quite fall along the traditional Democratic and Republican lines on this issue. And that's pretty much on display as President Xi is cozying up to Putin on this trip to Russia. As you might imagine, the biggest concern here for U.S. officials is trying to determine exactly what China is offering to Russia in terms of assistance in its war against Ukraine. NATO Secretary Jens Stoltenberg told reporters today Russia has likely requested lethal aid from China. There hasn't been any proof that Beijing has gone that far, and that request hasn't been disclosed publicly by either leader yet. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken scolded China yesterday. That President Xi is traveling to Russia days after the International Criminal Court issued an arrest warrant for President Putin suggests that China feels no responsibility to hold the Kremlin accountable for the atrocities committed in Ukraine. And instead of even condemning them, uh, it would rather provide diplomatic cover for Russia to continue to commit those very crimes. Xi and Putin have pledged to tighten the economic and diplomatic ties between their countries. And according to a readout of today's meeting by Chinese state media, both leaders are calling for an end to actions that increase tensions and prolong war in Ukraine. White House National Security official John Kirby told CNN yesterday Russia and China are only teaming up because of their common opposition to the United States. This is a marriage of convenience, not of affection. These are two countries that don't have a heck of a whole lot of trust between one another, uh, but they find common cause in pushing back on the West and pushing back on American leadership. Now, Beijing's official line on the war is that it wants to act as a neutral peace broker between Ukraine and Russia, though there's a lot of skepticism from the West on that point. I mean, China's refusal to condemn Russia for the invasion is sort of evidence point number one. You just heard Blinken condemn China for that. However, a Ukrainian official did tell CNN that discussions are underway with China to organize a call between Xi and Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. It's unclear how productive such a call would be. Just listen to Xi today talking about the close relationship he's built with Putin over the last 10 years. We hope that we'll be use other means, different means, to have close communications with President Putin to together lead China-Russian relationship to be steady and looking forward. 
For Putin's part, before the two leaders sat down for a state dinner today, he said, quote, Russia-Chinese relations are at the highest point ever. Putin went on to call Xi a friend and said that the two were in, quote, constant contact. He also said their meetings so far have been successful. So this very public display of affection between one of the world's great superpowers and Russia, which has invaded Ukraine and unified the West against it, is a relationship of great concern because China, being as powerful as it is, is seen as providing diplomatic cover to Russia here, precisely something that the United States and its Western allies are trying to avoid, trying to keep Russia isolated in this affront against Ukraine. National security official John Kirby said President Biden is interested in talking with Xi again. The two, you may recall, met in November on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Bali. Kirby said, it's important to keep the lines of communication open. Nothing is scheduled yet. But Kirby noted, it's precisely at these moments of high tension that those communications could be most important. Both Xi and Putin have emphasized that the Ukrainian crisis should be solved through peace talks. That's according to a Chinese state news agency. Putin appeared to be satisfied with Chinese proposed 12-point peace plan. We believe that many of the points on the peace plan put forward by China are consistent with Russian approaches and can be taken as the basis of a peaceful settlement when the West and Kyiv are ready for it. But this readiness is not observed on their side. This is the plan that China put forth last month. It calls for a Russia-Ukraine ceasefire. Now, a ceasefire sounds like something anybody would want, but national security official John Kirby said a ceasefire would only benefit Russia by allowing Russian forces to remain inside Ukraine. Democratic Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy, a ranking member on the House Select Committee on China, echoed that sentiment. I think it would be, pardon me, March Madness to think that this particular plan would yield peace when it doesn't even call for the pullback of Russian troops to any degree. And so what it ends up doing is it basically uh, ratifies the status quo, which is completely unacceptable. Ukraine has reiterated that any future peace plan must include Russia withdrawing all forces from Ukraine. Much of the language used in China's document also appeared targeted at the West. In a thinly veiled criticism of the United States, the paper said, quote, Cold War mentality should be abandoned. Now, the Putin and Xi meeting comes as Japan's prime minister made a surprise visit to Kyiv today in support of the Ukrainians and underscoring the differences in East Asia over the war. And today, U.S. defense officials said U.S. Patriot missile defense systems and Abrams tanks are set to be deployed to Ukraine sooner than initially expected. That's because, they say, the group of Ukrainian soldiers learning how to use these defenses are set to wrap up their intense training in the U.S. soon. They head to Europe next for additional training there. And just yesterday, Secretary Blinken announced an additional $350 million in security aid for Ukraine, bringing the grand total of aid the U.S. has committed to Ukraine to more than $32 billion so far. Of course, that price tag does bring us to divided partisan political talk in the United States. We've seen how this has become a hot-button issue within the Republican Party, never mind differences between Republicans and Democrats. 
Speaker McCarthy has said that there will be no blank check for Ukraine. Former President Donald Trump, the current frontrunner for the 2024 Republican nomination, claims that he's the only one who can stop World War III. He told Fox News, quote, the death and destruction must end now. And you recall Florida Governor Ron DeSantis telling Fox News last week that he thinks U.S. support for Ukraine is not a vital national interest. But like I said, there's a division inside the Republican Party on this. Listen to House Foreign Affairs Chairman Michael McCall yesterday about how he believes that Republican stance, the DeSantis-Trump one, projects weakness. It signals to Putin that, hey, if you stay in this long enough, you're going to win. That, you know, your goal would be to drag this conflict out as long as you can, because eventually, you know, politicians in the United States are not going to be supportive. So I think it sends exactly the wrong message. Pay close attention for when Biden and Xi next actually engage one another. By then, we will probably have some sense of what the U.S. intel community believes Xi truly is providing to Putin in terms of assistance. A lot of China watchers believe it is not in China's interest to get too deeply involved in this Russia-Ukraine conflict. But given the display of affection this week, clearly the United States and its Western allies have more to learn about how involved China seeks to be. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.